Remember, I'm the monkey, you're the cheese grater, so no messing around. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at our favourite GTA games, while eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowls and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the sniper rifle to my moon, the pay to my spray, the Berkeley to my zero, it's co-host Gary. Hello, hello. How are you? Not bad, how are you? How's everyone? How's yeah. everyone doing? I hope you're having a great day. Because I sure am. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a lovely day here. A little overcast, but it's nice and warm. I got yeah. my washing out. What more could you want? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was uh, first day back at work after having uh, some time off. So it wasn't mm. as bad as I thought it was going to be. So all good. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not too painful. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Nice. You've been playing much? Uh, yes, actually. I've uh, kind of gone back and... Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy X. Oh, nice. Uh, it's uh, possibly my favourite Final Fantasy, mainly because I think it's the first one I played, and it mm-hmm. seems to be a running theme with Final Fantasy, is that the first one you play is usually your favourite. Yeah. Yeah, so for a lot of people, it was seven. I missed that out because uh, I was too busy with Resident Evil and all that back in the day. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed that. And But um, yeah, no, I have played seven, and seven's a fantastic game. But uh, no, ten will always have a, a special place in my heart uh, for being my first Final Fantasy. And uh, yeah, no, it's great fun. And uh, I've actually been going back and I upgraded my PS4 version of Jedi Fallen Order to PS5 version. And I've been currently playing through that. And oh my God, I love that game so much. <laughs> That's exciting. It's it's one that I, I finished and just stopped playing straight away, um, knowing that I've got all the juicy good uh, like collectibles and stuff to, to go back yeah. uh, and sit down with on like a day off and just spend the entire day immersed in that world because it is, it's absolutely outstanding. Oh, such a good game. Like um, just the story, the combat, just uh, it's like an amalgamation of all these good elements of a game. Like uh, you mm-hmm. have like the Metroid style stuff that you backtrack to areas that you've been to that you can get to without certain powers you have the souls-like combat you have um you have like kind of zelda-esque kind of dungeons it's just like all these game things just married together and forming this like perfect star wars game it's so good (laughs) totally and it's it again one of those that the opening act that opener um on like the the kind of mining planet um it's just absolutely fantastic the escape from there um again a little bit gut-wrenching a little bit of a a tearjerker at the end there but oh oh yeah yeah. absolutely fantastic yeah i know um just and it's so much fun as well. I mean, even yeah. collecting parts for your your lightsaber, yeah. you know, playing around with what color you get. I think that that kind of stuff's really really yeah, cool as well. Just just exactly what I wanted from a Star Wars game. Like I I had this in like the back of my head for ages, and it was the fact that I wanted um, something that was kind of like a mixture between like a mixture between like the kind of almost the freedom of gta but like Mm -hmm. with um your batman-esque kind of like style of combat 
And I thought, yeah. like, having your own ship and going to different planets and, like, just exploring little parts of the planet and stuff like that mm-hmm. and having, like, a, just a really decent lightsaber combat, um, that's that's what I wanted from a, a Star Wars game for ages. And, uh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, like, delivered it in spades. It was such a good game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely born out of the uh, the Tomb Raider Uncharted kind of... Yeah, Definitely. Un, you know not beef but beef um you know the <laughs> i think uncharted came along and did such a good tomb raider game yes um it did. and then and tomb raider copied it. tomb raider came along yeah yeah, yeah. it will came it did it's it's beautiful own thing like yeah. we had like nice open worldy sections yeah, yeah. that you can go and explore and like you say i had, I had metroidvania stuff you could see a collectible or, or a thing that you you knew you could come back to once you'd leveled up um yeah, yeah. and definitely that takes on and then then Uncharted goes and copies that in 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 three and four, and I think um, definitely that that kind of like to and from between those two games has spawned so many other uh, brilliant ones. And, and Jedi Fallen Fallen Order is definitely one of those. Can't wait for the second one. Yeah, me too, man. And uh, yeah, they it just baffles me that like EA didn't push this game at all. Like they were like, oh yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. coming out, and like the reveal for it was so weird as well with uh, mm. like the guy from respawn was just sitting in the audience and then there was someone sitting next to him with a microphone it's like oh yeah you have a game coming out uh yeah there's <laughs> Je- jab fallen order it's coming out soon <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was it like that was how the game was revealed and it was weird but uh yeah no um yeah it it goes to show that um people are still wanting single player story focused mm-hmm. games and uh yeah it's been ea's best-selling star wars game for years <laughs> it has it has it's been great and uh it'd be interesting to see what other kind of stories they can tell within there i always remember uh i'm maybe we'll maybe i'll leave this for later we'll come back to this one later because this is a uh, um what we're going to talk about okay. with our news um okay so come back to me and remind me because yes. you know what I'll get to the end, I'll be editing this, and then I'll have to like interject myself going, oh, Gary, do you remember that game? And I'll be all like, <laughs> yes, Gareth, I do. Because that's, uh, that's a perfect impression of me. Hey, man, yeah. it, it, people at home, it, that was me doing an impression. Really? <laughs> Honestly, it just, sounded like it was. Was, just sounded like there was just two of me. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. I mostly do half of the podcast myself, really. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm just like a kind of sort of figurehead and stuff like that it's uh yeah it's I'm, I'm just the poster boy you know <laughs> <laughs> definitely exactly just for all the snapshots and stuff it's great uh <laughs> i've been uh i've been going through lost of the damned yes because I, I feel i feel uh well one i feel like kind of half naked not playing a grand theft auto at any given time okay um, <laughs> don't look at me don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> i'm so naked <laughs> <laughs> so i've been playing that it's it's absolutely fantastic I, I again i mean an absolutely brilliant brilliant story yeah extremely yeah. depressing but a brilliant story yeah um and knowing johnny Clapp's um like fate at the <laughs> beginning of gta 5 yeah it's uh it's it's, it's a strange playthrough it's yeah, a strange yeah. playthrough but um with with uh i'm playing that with um with a purpose so that we can we can talk about some yes. DLC because we've not touched any DLC just yet. No, we have not. No, we have not, but soon. 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 <laughs> right. 
Mm-hmm. Shall we get on with some news? Because we've had some big news. Oh, yes, we have had some big news, but we've already kind of talked about this. You know what? <laughs> we're way ahead of the game. I know. I was going to send you the photo and just like, we're way ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> this this goes to my theory, uh, and I do this on Twitter quite a lot, um, if you follow at Grand Theft Pod, is that any kind of like like rumors or leaks or anything like that i'm just going on saying this is this is true yeah so that when if if one of them turns out is true yeah. then called it um, call, call we call it, it. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah the most reliable source yeah but yeah uh, let's get into some news news now it's time to look at some of the news leaks and rumors surrounding gta in a segment that we like to call weasel news confirming your prejudices now, we're not going to be the first to break any headlines. Hey, we're not even going to be well-informed, but we're the ones with the microphones, so you have to listen. Yeah. Now, for quite some time, we've been talking about a remake of the Holy Trilogy. That's GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Mm-hmm. And in the last kind of week to 10 days, yep. we have, at the time of recording at least, mm-hmm. not by the time you're listening to this, um, some of the big outlets, that would be Kotaku, IGN and Grathev Podcast yep. have been talking and um, actually reporting on this this um, remaster that's, that's yeah. apparently on its way. Yes, it is. Indeed. So it is. Yeah, um, we're not going to cover it too much because let's face it, we've, we've called everything already. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's one or two nice little details though. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's being developed down in Rockstar Dundee. Yes. Hometowns. Hometowns. (laughs) I did say today it was great. I'm not sure if if people maybe think that Dundee is just like a a name of a studio. Uh, It is actually a town in Scotland. Um, It's a city in Scotland. Well, it's a city, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll upgrade them there. Yeah, Yeah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Just because it's a hometown. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) One of my mates said that... uh, So their old offices used to be... uh, Well, they're... They used to be where Pure Gym is now in uh, mm-hmm. Dundee, and uh, my friend, my friend was just like, "Yeah, I've bench press in their offices, man." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great flex, really, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. Could we get him on the show? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's definitely <laughs> tell us about That's the kind of insider knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely, it's been done in the city of of Dundee, uh, yeah. in Rockstar Dundee, mm-hmm. the the birthplace of Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Um, uh, it's been redone with the, the Unreal Engine yes, and not that, Rockstar's Rage. Yeah, that, so this is... Um, so have Rockstar Dundee done anything since um, GTA 3? Let's because, do a little bit of live Googling. Yeah, live Googling, live searching. Uh, I'll pretend to hit keys on the keyboard. <laughs> Because this feels like um, they've basically reopened this studio. And um, so it's like an offshoot kind of studio. And so they wouldn't probably have access or experience to the Rage engine, maybe. And they're more familiar with Unreal. And maybe Unreal works better with uh, the old source code that they had for for the originals yeah that's the part i i kind of thought of um it was done in renderware i believe the the original engine yeah yeah. um 
And I think maybe the source code is more suited or slash quicker slash easier, whatever it might be, yeah, to yeah. upgrade using Unreal than it would be to to get everything into into pr- proprietary mm-hmm. Rage. Uh, it's the same kind of um, process that Bluepoint take when they do when they do remix in terms yep. of the uh, focus on the mechanics of the game. They basically take the original source code from the game and mm-hmm. translate it into whatever engine they're using and making sure that everything kind of fits well and stuff like that looks pretty, but the game will feel identically the same. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there might be, like, a few little quality of life changes that they add. So, like, the two that stick to mind recently have been um, Shadow of the Colossus remake and Demon mm-hmm. Souls remake. Both those games feel like playing the original. Like it doesn't feel like any different in terms of okay. how things play, but it just looks gorgeous. It runs smooth. It's yeah, just little quality of life things like that, just making the experience a little bit better. Yeah, there was one thing in the Shadow of the Colossus one um, that I actually I I never I I never really minded uh, was the the control system it was yeah. a little bit like you know contortion uh like controller contortion yeah, yeah. um but i i really like that yeah exactly the, yeah, the claws yeah. right <laughs> the claws um but for me that was part of the charm of that game because yeah, yeah. I, I thought climbing a colossus should be awkward and, and hard to do oh, yeah, and, definitely, and stuff like yeah. that yeah but um if they update the controller scheme for the holy trilogy to you know the new standard of gta 4 and 5 i will not complain no I think, not at all. you know it'll it'll just feel absolutely brilliant and if it's got maybe a, like a, a classic button oh yeah yeah you know you can just jump in between the different uh graphic modes that would be quite cool so i did my live googling yeah rockstar dundee was ruffian games okay up until up until october 2019 when it was purchased by rockstar uh, oh, it was per- it was purchased by Take Two. Apologies. So in 2019, it was purchased by Ra- uh, Take Two. Then Rockstar um, kind of branded it Rockstar Dundee from October 2020. Awesome. Now, interestingly, Ruffian Games yep. um, was started off by Billy Thompson, who was the lead designer for Crackdown. Okay. And as we may find out later, one of the founders of DMA and uh, founders of Grand Theft Auto left Rockstar. Okay. And uh, created Crackdown. Oh. So there's a, a strange little cycle going on here. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Very cool. So yeah, there we go. It's a relatively new studio, so that's why we've not necessarily heard of it in the same way as, as uh, Rockstar North Canada or, or anything else. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's about all we, we really know about it. It's not been officially announced, however... I think with, with the big outlets, like I say, the big three, yeah. Kotaku, IGN, and, and Grand Theft Podcast, yeah. I think um, I think it's it's looking pretty solid because I think Kotaku's insiders are, are pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's quite exciting. But it got me thinking because we've talked about what we want from it, what we think it should be like and and all that. If you go back over our, some of our older episodes, you'll be able to find all the, the chatter about that. Yeah. Because we've been talking about it for months. Yes, we have. Got me thinking... If you could have any game remade, what would you like? Oh. Any generation, anything. Oh, my God. Um, oh, that's hard. Uh, because um, because there's been two remakes that have 
that have happened that I've that have already happened and uh, mm-hmm. they're absolutely amazing and that's Resident Evil 1 and 2 which is uh, which is two very different ways of doing a remake but mm-hmm. both of them are superb uh, arguably the first one is possibly survival horror at its finest like it mm-hmm. uh, like it will never be topped. It is just so good. And uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake is a perfect reimagining of what that original game was, bringing it up into a, a 2019 game. It was yep. just superb. So um, those are happy for me. Uh, there was one remake that I was really disappointed with. Well, not, not, disapp- uh-huh. not disappointed, but like... It, it just didn't hold up to the original and that was mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Got you, okay. And Metal Gear Solid 1 is my favourite game of all time and it's... Ooh. And um, I'm sorry to say that on a GTA podcast, but... Not at all. But Metal Gear Solid 1 is such a phenomenal game from start to finish and... Um, what it did for the industry in terms of like cinematic storytelling, uh, immersive yeah. gameplay, breaking the fourth wall, all the Kojima s kind of things that mm-hmm. uh, that he brought to it and stuff like that, and just that voice cast is just like ingrained into my memory. Like like David Hayter, Solid Snake, he's always going to be Solid Snake. Uh, yeah. Cam Clark is Liquid. Like uh, yeah, uh, just just absolutely amazing and that like that story just sticks with me so many twists mm-hmm. and turns and everything like that and uh yeah i don't think there's ever been a boss fight that has been topped by psychomantis no i, I no. genuinely don't think i remember i was playing so this was a part of a a, a quote-unquote a, a, a cultural um exchange with a, a good friend of mine called lil yeah um i was adamant um, and this was on this was on PS2. I was adamant that he should play God of War, and he yeah. was adamant that I should play uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. So one evening, rather than both of us being like, "No, no, you go, you first, yeah. you go first, I just got up and put on God of War, and we played the first God of War, and yeah. he absolutely loved it. Yeah. So as soon as we finished it, he did the same thing, and I was we were playing it like eleven years after Metal Gear Solid came out. Okay. And I just played like one of the most up to date, most gorgeous like games in in God of War. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we were we were playing through San Andreas at the same time, yeah. um, which again, huge up to date game. It was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was I was like, this is eleven years old. Yeah. He was like, yeah, come on, let's, let's keep playing. And you get to that boss battle, yeah. and he didn't say a word. He didn't say a word about the um, the uh, the CD case either. Yeah. Um, oh, all God. these things, and yeah. I was just like, no, there's this is eleven years old, and yeah. it stood up, and it was still stand up to this day. Yeah. I think maybe a small graphical overhaul but again in the same idea mm. if they could get it running just exactly as it did yes kind of like tank controls and all i think that would be pretty yeah. good that's 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 the thing that's uh, my so i was completely gushing about the original metal gear solid and like if anyone is listening has not played that game please just pick it up find it somewhere like it is, even now yeah yeah it is it still holds up today it is still like like i play through that game possibly like maybe once a year it's just just experience that again and it's just so good and that's the one thing that just really disappointed me with uh twin snakes was the fact Mm -hmm. that 
first of all, it was GameCube exclusive, which, like, yeah. um, I'd already committed to buying a GameCube to get the Resident Evil 1 remake. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do a remake. <laughs> that's how you do a remake. Um, but, yeah, um, and what they did was essentially take the engine of MGS2 mm-hmm. and popped it into one. They yeah. So all the graphics were updated, um, the cutscenes were redone, the mm-hmm. voice acting was redone, and very cool fact though, uh, David Hayter mm-hmm. gave up, I think, about half of his wage for this, just to really? get the original cast back. Oh wow. Yeah. and He's he's some guy for oh, that. Oh, he's that, um, so cool. That role, he just, he yeah. is that role, he would do anything for it, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so, so cool. And like, so these are all like big pluses for this game, but for some reason, just taking the mechanics of MGS2 and bringing it into MGS1, like MGS1 Mm -hmm. is built around those limitations and it makes the game fun because of those limitations that it has. I agree. So, uh, for example, the uh, Ocelot fight where you have to Mm -hmm. like keep running around and stuff like that and you've got to like choose your moment and pick him off and stuff like that. In this one, you hide behind a pillar use first person mode and keep shooting him in the head no <laughs> no yeah it, it just t- takes out all that and also they completely like i love japanese anime i love it to bits it's mm-hmm. just uh, something that i've kind of grown up with and stuff like that like dragon ball and everything like that so mm-hmm. i so i get the over the top stuff but um yeah like uh snake doing backflips onto a missile to jump off the missile to fire a <laughs> rocket launcher at the hind d no <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> please no and step uh, far. yeah and just i think because i was so used to the way that the original voice actors delivered their lines in the first game like when they redid them they were probably like better takes and stuff like that yeah, but yeah. it just didn't resonate the same way and um yeah like like it's a good game like twin snakes is a really good game it's just mm-hmm. like it doesn't hold up to the original just not the original no yeah 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 whereas whereas the remake of resident evil one blows the original out of the war <laughs> that's yeah see that's good yeah that's really good um i'm trying to think if there's anything that i've played that i would say the remake of or because I'm, I'm quite an og og person yeah uh going with the original now that could be just the first one that you played yeah. when you were when you were speaking there about especially about the the vocal takes yeah, yeah there's so many albums that are good but because i heard the live version first i don't 100 percent like the the recorded version oh, um uh, i'm probably gonna say a track and Please agree with me. Uh, I th- <laughs> I think the S and M version of Nothing Else Matters is miles better than hell yeah than the Black Album version. It really is. Yeah. It is it, even the Elevator mix. Yeah, <laughs> with the you know with the um the the strings uh like right up. I think yeah, I think a lot of those things are absolutely amazing. I heard um uh in fact most of my Metallica uh, Metallica was was from Live Shit Binge and Purge. A friend of mine at school gave yeah. me a copy of it. Um. So I'm hearing like there was a Justice uh, medley, yeah. and then I went and listened to Injustice. And I, I, production aside, because we could talk about that oh, all yeah. day, um, 
just having these really long, drawn-out songs yeah. instead of this really condensed, energetic... Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, riff-fest that they yeah. put together. I was like, what? No. Yeah. Um, and what else did they do on there? Oh, they did, like, everything. It was a huge, huge gig, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I go back and listen to it. It goes, it's just not got the same energy. Yeah, it's yeah. not got that little woman or whatever uh, yeah. <laughs> hits done in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, oh, um, it's it's uh, the live version of Creeping Death. Uh, yes. With, yes. with uh, just like Jason just shouting, die, die, yeah. die. Like I just uh, hearing him say that and uh, like just mixing it with Hetfield and stuff like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah it's just so much energy it's so good yeah yeah my favorite band of all time dream theater i heard uh once in a lifetime first uh and then i went back and listened to the album that most of that comes from yeah it's like oh it's not quite the same oh patricia does that little bit in the solo and oh there's that drum fill that's a bit different i'll just go and listen to the live live version instead um yeah but if i'd heard it the other way around yeah you know i would i would maybe think of it the other way so i definitely think with with remakes Especially something as as ground up as as Twin Snakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can see definitely where where one would be when you're so used to something yeah. like that. Uh, one would be quite jarring, and it would take you away from the experience. Yeah. I think. I think uh, there was one one change in it that I was actually really for, and that was for the um, the voice actor for Gray Fox. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually got someone else to do it, other than so. They in the original they didn't have. Um, I think it was very last minute that the original voice actor for Gray Fox had pulled out or something like that. So they got the okay. guy that does the Darper Chief to do his voice. Okay. So um, yeah, which which is still cool and stuff like that. But at um, but they recast him for Twin Snakes to get a different voice actor to come in and he does a really good job of nice. of the role. Okay. But yeah. Um so uh yeah, so I would really, 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 really like a remake of Metal Gear Solid. But uh, I think there's rumors that that is happening. No. And uh, it is done by Bluepoint Studios. So I mean so yeah. <laughs> if anyone's gonna do it. Yeah. I mean, they were trusted to do the Uncharted um, ports, yep. and uh, they did Golden Abyss, I believe, yes, uh, for they, the PS Vita. Yes, they did, and uh, Bluepoint have already done uh, three Metal Gear games. They've done the HD have versions been. of 2, 3, and Peace Walker. I think that would have been the version of at least three that I played. Yeah, um, the best version of three. Which is, I think, I, I think it's my favourite. Is that my favorite Metal Gear? Three oh, is objectively the best Metal Gear. I th- so yeah, it's yeah, it's not my it's not my favorite, but it's objectively the best. It's, I mean, three is very. It follows the very similar kind of tropes of um of of Grand Theft Auto, really, doesn't it? So you had the the two D version, yeah, yeah, kind of top down, yeah, way yeah. back in like the eighties, I think, in, yeah, in early nineties. Um. Then you've got the the first foray into into three D kind of three D, um, which is absolutely fantastic and blows minds. Yeah. Then you've got the kind of uh, maybe two is a bit different from Vice City. Yeah, yeah. But then three is this just huge, huge graduate with like so many cool hidden things in, oh, in yeah, Metal yeah. Gear Solid Three. Yeah. Uh, with so many systems that it's almost overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, very similar to San Andreas, and then. Both five games, GTA Five and uh, Metal Gear Five, are just both phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal games. Yes, they were. Yeah, 
uh, just does it despite people having issues with five in terms of story and where it ended up and everything like that um in terms of gameplay and them, i think i liked it i liked it too and I think I, 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 I really like and it. And I think you and me might be the only people. <laughs> <laughs> Episode, uh, podcast idea number 77. Yeah, uh, Metal Gear, the, five Metal Gear Solid 5 is really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I think we could talk for weeks on that. Oh, yeah, we could, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid's done up, uh, done by Blue Point, please. And yep. um, yeah, just like. Um, just basically operate the original, make it feel and play like the original. If you can use the original voice clips, turn them um, like make them nice. Uh, do some editing, audio editing, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's my one. Uh, what about yourself? Any OG games that you would love to see? You know what? There was a couple, and, and there may be. I don't know, maybe the... Because Metal Gear Solid is just a fantastic joint. You've just kind of made me want, really want to play Metal Gear Solid again. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's so good. <laughs> and it's it's beautifully short. Just, not to just keep going on about it, but oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. outstay its welcome. You can play it in, a, in an afternoon. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely amazing in terms of like a like the, the length of story, how much it tells. Mm-hmm. Like there's a... How many, how many boss fights are there? There's like about like 10 or 11 boss fights in that game and they all kind of roll and like everything just flows so well it's a well-paced story and um yeah at the end you've got replayability you have multiple endings yeah. you have like a stealth camo to pick up you have infinite ammo to pick up you have a tuxedo to wear at some point yeah. ninja looks like spider-man in one bit it's ace. <laughs> <laughs> All crammed into one little CD. Yeah, uh, all uh, two CDs. Oh, of course, apologies. Yeah. yeah so once indeed. you go down, yeah, once they you, tell go, you change it. Yeah, once you go down the blast furnace, you change over. Or That's right. uh, if you have the PC version, you didn't have to. Or <sighs> um, you had you have the PlayStation. No, actually, the PS3 version that you can buy on the store. Uh, you have to change the discs, which just requires the press of a button, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, okay, right, okay. I'm going to leave that one behind and, and yeah, yeah. that'll be my sweet dreams tonight. Yeah, Melgar. Melgar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a couple that, that popped into my mind, um, all from the, the same kind of era, and I think this is, goes back to one of my favourite consoles. Um, one was, do you remember Blast Corps? It was on N64 and it was made by, I think it was made by Rare. Um, and it was this kind of... Basically, you had like a, a truck of TNT, and you had to move a ton of stuff out of the way oh, yeah. in this wonderful kind of like three D kind of world, so yeah. that it could get like safe passage through to the thing that you had to demolish. Yeah, yeah. It was an intense game, yeah, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> I would love to see something like that again, or just, well, I say something like that. I would love to see it remastered. Yeah, it yeah. would be a great mobile game. I'd play yeah. that on iPad any day. No, like when you were describing it, like at the start, I was just like, oh, "Do I remember this game?" Like, and then as soon as you mentioned the truck with the TNT on it, I was just like, "Yeah, I know exactly." what game you're talking about it was brilliant it, again one of those that, that me and my friends would just sit around all evening playing um, just shouting at the TV and just getting more and more kind of wound <laughs> up because because it was a really hard level and we couldn't quite get past it it was just absolutely brilliant fun Yeah. yeah. Um, so between that a, a really good remake and again it would be, have to be like the same 
like janky controls. Yeah. But like a really nice smooth version of Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. Because it was, again, it was a hard, hard game to play, but yeah. I think it had about three frames per second. Uh, it used the uh, the FX chip, so it had proper like 3D graphics. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the first games I ever got to play a, a jetpack in. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, was absolutely obsessed with just the accuracy of being able to land exactly right in the middle of the, the target area and again, challenging each other, yeah. passing the controller back and forth. Um, and trying to get the higher and higher scores. Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun. So much fun. Nice. But the one. The one. The one that I want done, and I'm sure I won't be alone, is Goldeneye. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It happened. Did, what? Did it? So, no. So, so there's two different versions of Goldeneye that got redone for... Um, so there's the one... That is known as GoldenEye um, 007, I think it is. And it's the one Mm -hmm. that first came out in the Wii. And then it's on um, Xbox and PlayStation. And that was the one where they replaced Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Craig. Made it part of the story. Which was, it was a really good game and a nice good reimagining of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, and there was... uh, did you ever play the HD version of Perfect Dark? Oh, it was on the Xbox. Maybe it was on Xbox Live account. Uh, the the arcade. No, no. So this was a like ground uh, from the ground work up of the original Perfect Dark, and it was like mm-hmm. all HD'd up and stuff like that. I had modern control feel to it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And there was a version of Goldeneye done as well. Oh, wow. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, someone had released the whole thing on YouTube um, of him playing it through and stuff like that. And I think through some witchcraft, you can somehow manage to like find links and downloads and mods and everything like that for it. So you can no get way. it running on your PC. But um, yeah, it was supposed to come out on Xbox Live Arcade, but never did because they couldn't get past the licensing, I think. Might have something to do with MGM, I think, just yeah, owning the James I, Bond rights, or it could be Rare in terms of because I think Rare lost the rights to Perfect Dark, which Microsoft picked up, or mm-hmm. Mi- Microsoft bought Rare. That was that was it. Yeah. Okay. Th- uh, no, yeah, I think it is more to do with MGM. I think it's more to do with like the movies rather than the actual game company. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's one that's that's tied in the past. Um, yeah, because I know we 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 spoke last week um, around, um, you know, it was one of the best couch co-op kind of games, or not necessarily co-op, but you know, one of the best couch um, multiplayer games ever, due to the the N sixty fours having four kind of controller ports in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that not a lot of people are, you know, we don't really speak about the, the single player that much, but no. it's got a great campaign as well. Oh yeah, it um, really does, yeah. It was it was great fun to go through. Um, yeah. The animation, so I was watching a video even last night and uh, at the end of July, uh, a world record was broken in um, Aztec, one of the, the kind of like side mission yeah, yeah. or the additional maps um, with a, a, a strategy that's absolutely phenomenal that took 20 minutes to explain. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely love watching those. I, I, I can't speedrun myself, but I love watching. That's, uh, that's the thing as well. Like, I, I, the 
games that I come closest to speedrunning are Resident Evils, and uh, I love watching Resident Evil speedruns just because mm-hmm. of how a like how their routes are worked out and like which yeah. which optimal items to pick up, which um like how to take how to weave through zombies without like wasting any ammo and stuff like that, just yep. so you can um like get the best time and uh, yeah, like they're all entertaining, like. Uh, to watch and i think it's the same as that it's just like um yeah just seeing pros really go at the game and stuff like that and just break it down (laughs) but i forgot how good those animations and i don't mean they're not good but the faces uh of the the guards and stuff were i mean they're really cardboard cutouts wrapped around a pineapple yes but pretty much but they're they i mean back in 96 97 they looked they looked about as photorealistic as you're ever going to get back then definitely Uh, Um, because they were um they were scanned like uh they were yeah yeah, people's faces were uh taken pictures of and scanned and uh, like uh, put over the mesh that goes over the polygons so yeah. ugly motherfuckers yeah. but they, um, they it's most of the dev team for uh, I, think it is. Yeah. I think it is and dev team if you're listening I don't mean you yeah. I mean I mean like a pineapple that's got like your face spray painted on it it yeah. was the, the mesh that went under had about three sides um, it was pretty much a pyramid but um, yeah it was great and, and even like you know bad guys would like they would do the jump and spin when you shot them just like they would in the movie and it was, whoever thought of those animations whether they were deliberate or not they were absolutely fantastic so I would love it yeah my favourite is when they start rolling and you shoot them constantly while they're rolling and like you've emptied like an entire clip while they finish rolling and then at the end of the clip like you you're just standing there looking at them and as soon as they come out the roll they're like ah i'm dead <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that's it they still do the animation yeah it's so good totally i want that yeah but in like the most up-to-date kind of call of duty graphics oh yeah that'd be that'd be so good so good or if that was Call of Duty's campaign, Ooh. that somehow they managed to get the engine and the the actual game, but didn't call it a, a, a James Bond game, okay, mm. and just basically reskinned it, yeah, um, and it was the you know the campaign because let's face it, Call of Duty does Call of Duty have a campaign? I know Battlefield doesn't have a campaign this year. Uh, I, only, uh, I th- only multiplayer. I think. Well, they just announced that the new one, I think, is what Call of Duty Vanguard, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know anything more other than the name, and I think a reveal's coming in a few days. But, um, okay. yeah, and I can't remember which studio it's taking it, if it's Infinity Ward, if it's Treyarch, or if it's Sledgehammer. Um, Not sure. Yeah. Not um, sure. But, but yeah, bl- yeah, Black Ops 4 didn't have a campaign. No. Yeah. Uh, just multiplayer. Yeah, I think World War One did, and Modern Warfare obviously did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are still having campaigns, but I think it got to the point with Black Ops Four, they were just like, nah, <laughs> nah, let's not fuss. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not bother. I think if that was unlockable, if you got to like rank a hundred, um, then you could play through the the original GoldenEye campaign. Yeah, reskinned. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, that, that would, would that would be fun. Just to get around the licensing, but I would I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, that because oh, imagine they released Goldeneye and everybody just left Battlefield and yeah, just, Call of Duty alone and just started playing Goldeneye. Yeah, again. that'd be so cool. 
Oh, it would be so cool. Uh, it, it would be. I would play it. Yeah, I would totally play it. But I mean, it, I, if they would have to keep it like just four players, like they would just have to keep it like yes, little four player death matches and stuff like that. That would be so cool. And, yes. Um, did you did you know that uh, there was things? Uh, there was. I think there's still code in the original game that has the skins of uh, three of the other Bonds as well, so you could unlock them. So it was Timothy Dalton, Roger Moore, and Sean Connery. You could unlock, nice uh, alongside alongside Pierce Brosnan, and it was going to be called All Bond Mode. Oh no way! Yeah, which would have been they had so, great modes. Yeah, so cool, but they couldn't get round. I think licensing or like obviously like taking an actor's likeness and stuff like that that wasn't attached Sorry. to the program, uh, the whatever film it was. Oh yeah, Goldeneye, yeah. obviously. Jeez, <laughs> whatever film it was, just the, God, that that film. Yeah, just the best uh, Bond ever. It's you know what? It, it's it's a Pierce Brosnan was the, the ones that I really got to go and see in the cinema because I was that, I was old enough. You so know, he's my he's my Bond. Uh, yeah, he is he is my Bond, and uh, Goldeneye is one of my favorite films. It's just it is like a perfect James Bond movie from start to finish. It's so yep. good. And uh, like objectively, Pierce Brosnan's ones just got worse after that. Um, Die Another Day is probably yep. one of the worst films I've ever seen. But <laughs> but um, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing like I think Daniel Craig's a phenomenal Bond. Uh, mm-hmm. Connery is like classic. Uh, yeah, most underrated Bond is Timothy Dalton by far. So I I liked Timothy Dalton's I Bonds. I really um, liked it. It was like it was almost like got a, pretty great. Yeah, it was almost like a precursor to what Daniel Craig was kind of doing and so stuff like that. Yeah, just too ahead of its time. I think yeah. coming off the back of the Roger Moore's films, which yeah. were quite quite silly. Yeah. Um, although I mean, so Beth and I on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, we we're, we're buying the films individually like one a month and we're, we're using a Saturday night because when we were kids yeah. Saturday night had either um, Star Trek yeah. all the Star Trek films in a row yeah. and then all the Bond films in a row okay. then all the Star Trek films in a row then all the Bond films in a row that was on um, ITV I remember that it was on always yeah. on ITV yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd sit there and watch them with mum and yeah. Beth used to sit and watch them as a kid as well so yeah. that's what we do we've just been slowly going through all the Bond films and all the uh, Star Trek films yeah um and oh my word like I hadn't seen things like Doctor No or uh, Thunderball and stuff for Uh, years I mean there's an opening scene where Sean Connery (laughs) for for reasons only best known to him um, (laughs) he comes in like swims in a harbour underwater with a scuba gear but has like has a seagull attached (laughs) to his head so it looks like there's a seagull flowing along it's like why didn't you just swim a foot lower Uh, and that would be no okay there you go (laughs) I love the I love the end of Thunderbolt when they're like on the speedboat chase and like just Mm. to make things really intense they just speed up the footage yes (laughs) it's like (laughs) (laughs) so good it is. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant. Yeah. But um, I think Moore got the the budget, and he got like the flipping cars and yeah. the big volcanoes and the cool stuff. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to them again. Yeah. Uh, no, like I do enjoy Roger Moore's ones. Like they are um, like Live and Let Die is good. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Spy Who Loved Me is excellent. Uh, a View to Kills excellent with Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, amazing podcast number 99 yeah 
Uh, <laughs> James Bond podcast. <laughs> James Bond podcast. Yep. Uh, we have far too many interests. Like we have way too many interests that just to we cr- do just to cram into this. So tangent, tangents will happen. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit sometimes. Just a little. Um, yeah. This is it. Our, our podcasting network is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, um, any other? So a couple. Yeah. Any other games? Yeah. A couple of very quick um, honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, and this would have to be. Again, just I mean, it's mostly just frame rate, and potentially if it was, if it was like really, really nice graphics, is the Super Star Wars series from the Super Ooh, Nintendo. Ooh, nice! Super Empire Strikes Back. I got on Boxing Day, the day after I got my Super Nintendo. Yeah, and back in the and this is how old I am. The shops didn't open on Boxing Day or a Sunday. Yep, when I was a kid. Yeah, and word go out I don't know how mm-hmm. that uh, Asda was open okay. the local supermarket was open um, so we went out there yeah. and we, we needed something so I think my parents went off to go and buy some like important food stuff or whatever and I <laughs> bolted straight over to the, the, the game, game section and yep. I saw Super Empire Strikes Back yeah. and I just my jaw dropped yeah. and bought it with Christmas money yeah. and got back and I remember dad coming in and seeing the TV and going, oh, is this on TV? And I was like, <laughs> no, dad, this is graphics. <laughs> and I mean, if you want, go and watch the intro to that, and yeah. it is the Star Destroyer coming yeah. over. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. I thought they were super realistic. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, like taking games, like at the time, like I, I think I was a bit too, like my first console was um, Sega Mega Drive. And um, so mm. I missed like the whole NES, NES kind of era of gaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only had my like Mega Drive for maybe like a year or two before I got my PlayStation. So PlayStation 1 is my like like era of gaming and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I started um, getting older and stuff like that, PS2 is where I was my comfortable little bubble i loved it um but yeah um so i miss yeah like i said i missed all those kind of uh things um but i can go back and play those games and appreciate them for when they came out like um like i have like um the snes classic the nes classic i'm playing the playing like old Mario games old uh Zelda games Metroid and stuff like that like I can appreciate and still some of those games still slap today so good (laughs) yeah 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 this is it a classic game yeah is always going to be a classic game yeah Um, definitely but those those would be mine because uh they were absolutely fantastic games yes definitely I would probably take a few of the old Star Wars games like um like the Jedi um, oh, I would love to see Dark Forces. Ooh, I would love to see Dark Forces done up in like real proper like um, uh, first person shooter, like Star Wars goodness. That'd be good. Cool. Yeah, it would be good. Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, Shadow of the Empire. Um, I'd take that. It was oh, a weird oh, one, but it was good. It was weird, uh, but though it gave birth to Rogue Squadron, it did. Yes, uh, you didn't remind me. Oh, um, I'm reminding you now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Bounty Hunter. I just downloaded that on my PlayStation because I'm currently watching through The Mandalorian. Did you? Yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, it's 100%. Such, such a good game. So good. It's such a good game. It was. Yeah. Um, again, kind of opening world, like yeah. mission-based, objective-based. So cool. Yeah. The bounty system in that was so cool. Like you would scam totally. people and it's like, oh, well, that guy's got a bounty on him. And you would like just 
wrap your tow cable around him and uh, yeah get your credits it was excellent quite a quiet game as well yeah I remember just like almost inconspicuously just walking through towns yeah um, <laughs> and just being like I could kill any of you right now <laughs> but I am a bounty hunter okay so now it's time for our feature we've been putting this one off for long enough and I think it's around about time that we get to the origins of this wonderful franchise that we've been talking about GTA uh, and we talk about the 2D universe yes uh, probably everyone's first foray into Grand Theft Auto were some of these games definitely mine uh, yep. GTA, yeah, yeah. GTA 2 was um, like one of my friends had it and he was just like oh you have to come around and play this game like it's super violent it's so so cool you get to drive around the cars and stuff like that so yeah I would just go around to his and we just chuck in a bunch of cheats and just uh, like cause mayhem <laughs> it was just go nuts and go crazy yeah so cool so cool yeah I remember picking it up for I got a laptop this really rubbish rubbish laptop back in in like 90 in yeah it might have been like 97 98 mm-hmm. um, and I picked I, I had no idea what to do and I think I picked up uh, GTA on like 100 floppy disks that I had to try and install kind of thing yeah um, and I remember trying to play it and I was like what on earth is this this will never catch on <laughs> god ugh. Ugh. I don't want to play this yeah and then all of a sudden it's the biggest entertainment franchise in the world. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Look, look how wrong I was. Yeah. <laughs> see if you see if you didn't like if you like if one of your mates like invested stocks in like DMA and uh, oh. and Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Oh God, how uh, how sore you would be. <laughs> I know. I, this is it. So. Let's go kind of go back to the to the, the origins of, of DMA because yep. DMA design uh, was born down in second mention of Dundee. Yep. Um, back down where your friend is bench pressed. Yep. So that's <laughs> Which, that's a bit of local knowledge. Yeah. That's great. Oh, how, how things have changed. Yeah, how things have changed, yeah. <laughs> um, and they actually started off as a little bit of a, a blue point. Yes. Um, yes, they did several times in, in several games that they were trying to to kind of port onto different uh, systems mm-hmm. um, until they came up with Lemmings. Oh, what a game! And again, oh, could we get a remake of Lemmings? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll add that onto my uh, my list of games I want remade. <laughs> Done, because I remember it on the Game Boy and just being stupidly addicted oh, to it unholding. It, like it, it's such a simple concept like such a simple concept in terms of like basically you're redirecting a flow of uh, these little lemmings and you've got to try and save as many as you can and like ones that can build bridges ones that can like drill through ground and everything like that like it was just so much fun and it was like um when you were playing it and stuff like that you were just like oh this is cool this is the computer game and stuff like that but there was some real thought that went into like how to do these kind of like little puzzles and try to save as many of those lemmings as possible it really was yeah. um again part of the 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 kind of problem solving nature of, of games like we were talking about with metal gear yeah, yeah um just being a lot more advanced but it was it was so much fun yeah um to go through and play and I, I don't know. Part of the like the the cheeky sense of humor you get from Rockstar, yeah, yeah, there from the start. I think it's it's got a personality to it, which I really really like. Yeah, it does. 
like the like the design of lemmings is like like that green hair that blue kind of coat thing and stuff like that and i just just yep. vividly remember like having a stopper at the end of like uh like yep. little cliffs and stuff like that and he's just like kind of holding them and pushing them back the other way and stuff like that i was just uh yeah, like on, uh, I like I lost so much time to that game. And then you could you could set down because that, that 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 stopper wasn't moving afterwards. Oh yeah. So once you were happy that all the flow was going to get through the door at the end, yeah, yeah. you could just set him to self destruct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man left behind. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I always put my ears Yeah, like so lemmings and I think uh, lemmings and worms. I think were roughly around about the same time. Is that correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I just remember like it was like anthropomorphic kind of things, and like both games were excellent in terms of like what they yeah. set out to do and stuff like that. Um, like worms, obviously having a bit more of a competitive like kind of thing, but like each like worm had a different set of like moves and stuff like that that like mm-hmm. maybe took from lemmings in terms of like the lemmings had like different like uses and utilities and stuff like that yeah definitely um yeah again we're saying there with uh like tomb raider and uncharted yeah they, they both kind of fed off each other yeah. and and very kind of similar and again cheeky kind of design you could name all your worms as well which was a great fun yeah, um, cool. and many a drunken night with that um sitting there playing and it just especially just lobbing grenades at each other halfway across the map once you're both down to one pixel yeah. worth of like yeah. ground left to stand on uh the holy hand grenade loved it oh so good so so good uh, um yeah did you ever play hogs of war no i didn't oh my god so just imagine 3d worms with mm-hmm. pigs and uh the narrator for it was rick mail oh what sold yeah it's amazing it's so good. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, remake okay. that. <laughs> yes, please. Please remake that. Yeah. Um and another one actually, I'm just noticing. Um they did Uni Rally or Uni Racer, depending on which part of the world you're in. Okay. Uh for the Super Nintendo. If you've not played uh Uni Rally, do it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's a great, great fun game. Um mm. I, I got like mildly obsessed with it and learned because the, the track changes colour and each colour of track means a different thing. Okay, yeah whether it be like a straight or like don't jump or you know whatever yeah, it might yeah. be so you could actually read because you couldn't see much going on but yeah. you could actually read what was going on if you if you knew what the track colors meant that's cool. and again you could you could name all your your uh unicycles and stuff and it was just it was just great fun that's cool no rude words though no rude words strange for a rock star yeah strange strange for that but um yeah you know they were developing like uh, games at that point in time like uh, like Nintendo were leading the charge in terms of um yeah, in terms of like kid friendly kind of stuff, and like, um, yeah. so other game companies were following suit and stuff like that. It wasn't until really like, um, the PlayStation era that we had like these type of games. I mean, like, obviously, Doom and uh, Wolfenstein yeah. and everything like that was like sort of pioneering the sort of uh, hyper violence kind of uh, um, games and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're speaking about 93 or I think roughly around about then when like stuff was getting like that. Yeah, it was it was the game Body Harvest um that led Nintendo to to get separate ways with with DMA because yeah. of because of badness. Um, <laughs> badness. <laughs> badness. But yeah, they they went off to to create a couple of different games. Yeah. And I'm trying for my life to remember them. Uh so I I know the one that actually inspired GTA 
so there was a game that they were developing at the time called Race and Chase. And Race and Chase was you were playing a cop and you were trying to take down some criminals. And they were basically saying when they were developing it, like it, like mechanically, like it felt okay, but like it just wasn't fun yeah. at all. And then, so they switched it around. So they thought, okay, let's let's play the bad guys. Let's let's play the criminals. And there was a glitch in the game, yeah, that uh, basically turned like uh, all the cop cars basically just honed in on your position and just tried to ram you off the road and everything like that. Yeah, and that spawned GTA. Sorry, robbers and cops. It's a, I love the fact that like it was just a glitch. It went wrong. Yeah. And it birthed GTA. <laughs> totally. One of those wonderful little mistakes. Yeah. Those little things that kind of came out and, and all of a sudden they realised, wait a minute, this 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 can be fun. Yeah. This is great. Um and that's when they really kind of started pushing. Now it's it's quite interesting that at that time, we what we're talking ninety seven. Yeah. Um they're bringing out this kind of like top down kind of game. Yeah. When you know, Mario 3D or Mario 64, sorry. Mario 64 has just come out. Uh, Tomb Raider's just come out. Yeah. Uh, showing that, both showing that, you know, 3D polygonal games can actually be... Worked, yeah. 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 And and very, very good as well. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like the original GTA was kind of like an indie, a little indie game. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it kind of ha- has that kind of feel to it. And like, of like so the environments are 3D modeled. Uh, so that you can see from the top but like all the cars all the uh pedestrians every asset like uh that's like you can kind of almost see from the top apart from the buildings and the streets were uh 2d assets on the thing mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. saves space on the desk which means that they could cram so much into each city and uh we should probably talk about uh, the three cities because they have well, this is it. They have become staples in the GTA fandom. They really have ever since the start. So you have Liberty City. You do. You have Vice City. Yep. And you have San Andreas. Yep. The holy Brilliant. trilogy. <laughs> the graffiti was on the wall already. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so obviously Liberty City based on New York, Vice City based on Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, San Andreas based on uh, Los Angeles. Is that right? Yep. Totally. Yep. Um, so yeah, really good kind of settings there. Mm-hmm. Um, missions from payphones. Yep, I think it's great. Uh, it's, it's it's such a simple little way of, of yeah. being able to get in there. Uh, a payphone for anybody listening is a telephone that was out in public <laughs> that you could use <laughs> with a round circle of metal, which was uh, called, called a, a coin. coin. Yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays, there are more used as public urinals and. Yeah. Um, uh, the, and like you don't, museums yeah you don't see many of them anymore no, you don't no no when i was looking at this i was like God, this 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 concept just wouldn't wouldn't fly it just wouldn't work anymore i know i know uh but yeah like um it, it's weird to think that like payphones are not a thing anymore but like they're so ingrained like in like pop culture mm-hmm. and stuff like that like um like as soon as i think of payphone like i think either the film payphone with uh yeah. <laughs> with uh Oh God, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell and Kiefer Sutherland. What a good film! Mm-hmm. All based in the one location. Love it, totally. and um, and also uh, the Matrix as well. Like having to get to a payphone course, to yeah. get out of um, to get out of the uh, yeah. Matrix and stuff. Yeah, that's a good chat. I never thought of that. Yeah. God, maybe maybe we're all getting locked in now. Yeah, I know. Maybe 
Maybe that. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's us. If you're not out already, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, I always, I always think it's synonymous with uh, Superman getting changed. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, he'd always go into a payphone to get changed. Now, yeah, no, not so much. No, no. Like, I do it where the payphone used to be, and there's nothing there, and like I just look like an idiot. <laughs> How's that parole going for you? <laughs> I'm just spinning it around. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me sir are you okay just like whistling the john williams theme as i'm going around but yeah um so uh like all the all the stuff that we love from uh like that it like has been cemented from GTA 3 onwards and stuff like that. Like it's here. It is in these original yeah. games. Um, the thing, like uh, when I went and recently played the first GTA, um, the thing it struck me was the fact that like it feels very arcadey in terms of yeah. like, so you have to unlock each of the other cities and other levels. So there's only six levels in it. There's two per... Um, there's two per city, but mm-hmm. all you got to do in that is just build up as much cash as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can do random phone missions, you can like run down pedestrians, you can cause car crashes, you can do um like um take out rival gangs, you can do all mm-hmm. these kind of things. And it, like it's kind of left up to the player to decide what he wants to do or she yeah. wants to do. And mm-hmm. um I think, like, to get the next set of missions and stuff like that, you have to get to, like, a million million dollars at that point. And okay. then uh, I think it gradually gets more and more when you have to, like, unlock the levels and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, you uh, have, like, a multiplier that comes up mm-hmm. when you, like, kill people and take out people and stuff like that or do missions and stuff like that. And if you die, your multiplier goes. It's gone. Okay. You can only get hit once without body armor okay and uh yeah so it's it's a pretty challenging kind of game and um like gta 1 before even gta 5 was doing it uh with the multiple protagonists you have four protagonists in this game of course yeah but they all look the same yep (laughs) (laughs) they all look none of them talk yeah none of them talk and stuff like that or like and like there's no like there's all type dialogue and stuff like that but and uh like people on the phone going and (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like everything that is in gta that we love is like in here in some way shape or form like very primitive and stuff like that but yeah uh i have to talk about the controls for this because they're god awful yeah yep (laughs) they are god awful so um before we had like like we've talked about this a lot like unified control Mm -hmm. schemes and stuff like that yep um like uh X was your kind of accelerate button. Mm-hmm. So uh, before R2 was and stuff like that. And I think it's like, it's the same in uh, like the old GTAs, well, GTA 3 and Vice City and stuff like that. X was your accelerator button. That's it. And like that kind of felt kind of normal and stuff like that. But when you were outside the car, uh, you would uh, just normally like kind of walk around and stuff like that. You didn't need to hold another button to run. No. Like uh, you could you could tap the X button, the sprint and stuff like that. But to yeah. physically move forward in GTA One, you have to hold X, 
And to go backwards, you have to hold triangle. Brilliant. Of course you do. <laughs> and that just... Oh, honestly, like controlling the cars is fine. Like once you get into a car and stuff like that, X to go and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. instead of square to brake and stuff, it's like I had to, just a quick adjustment to push the triangle and stuff like that. It's fine. But then yeah. like taking that mechanic and taking it outside of the car so you control like a car yes. is weird. <laughs> it's just it's just archaic. When you see yeah. how things like driver or getaways doing it and you know they're getting out. Yes, there's there's like a little 3D person running around. Yeah. But again, you could tell that it's just a reskinned car. Yeah. And and it just it's it's so long ago, but it's so yeah. recent times that it seems so archaic that yeah. that you would have to accelerate as a person. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird, and it like completely threw me off when I replayed it recently. And like, it took such a long time to get used to it. Uh, and um, yeah, and also the the other thing as well is like, I like the idea of the camera. Like it's supposed to be a yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a police copter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're getting that top down kind of feel and stuff like that from that. But um like the only way that you can zoom out and zoom in is by changing your speed. So if you're going really yes. fast it zooms out so you have a bit more real estate to kind of like look and decide mm-hmm. where you're going. Um and uh yeah, it's just like it, like when you stop it zooms right in you can't see anything else around you it's kind of hard to find your your way around like it has an arrow showing you which direction you need to go into but if you yep. go down that direction you could come to a dead end or everything like that so it's not very intuitive in that term no something they didn't fix until three four three four well with three they you could put your marker down but uh no three th- three didn't have a marker but they had the map and it was a lot easier to like kind of look at the map and know like okay i can kind of turn here and stuff like that um i think i just rely on sat nav way too much the sat nav in four was like such a game changer yeah, yeah. for me I, I that was a it was a big part for me because i would i would invariably drive into and just right i need to go over there right oh i'm in the water yeah all oh, right oh, okay oh, well. <laughs> wasted <laughs> that's me that's me done that's, that's me done. Um, i can't swim no 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 um yeah, so I, I would I would always get lost, always just drive through and into things and get stuck on stuff. Um, mm. But it was the camera that really did my head in when I first started to play it, and that's yeah. that's the part that made me kind of rage quit and not go back to GTA until it went 3D because yeah, th- that way of like and it you'd get so fast you'd crash into something yeah. and then it the screen would just instantly go back in and out and it, yeah, yeah. it was just it yeah made me sick a little bit. Um, yeah, it does, and like like GTA Two does improve on it. Um, and like uh, it takes everything that it's um, that was kind of like wrong about the first one and like kind of just makes everything a little bit better and stuff like that but there's still just a few little niggles here there GTA 2 but yeah GTA 2 like like definitely the better game and actually has like a like a full story and everything like that and like characters and stuff like that and uh, like fully acted live action cutscenes. <laughs> that's the way yeah. FMV that's what you need in the 90s yeah if graphics aren't going to be enough yeah get some actors and then get them to blockily run around on screen yeah uh, Scott Malson who used to be in the bill I've played Claude Speed brilliant we've had a real Claude actor yeah so it was an 8 minute short film uh, of live action was filmed within New York and it was used to promote the game 
Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So like it was like used as like the intro video for the game and stuff like that. Um but yeah, uh yeah, GTA two man. Fuck. Yeah. What a step up it was. It did. It introduced some side missions, so you could do taxi missions. Yeah, yeah. Uh things like that as well. So I mean, like you say, th- that DNA of Grand Theft Auto was right there from the start. Yeah. Um and it had a couple of expansion packs as well. Yes, it did, yeah. So it's it's really starting to take those steps forward, although Again, more and more games are, are becoming 3D, yeah. doing it pretty well. Yeah. Getting, like we say, driver and getaway. Um, and it, it's around about this time that the, the a couple of the founding members of, of Rockstar are, or, or DMA rather, uh, before it kind of turns into Rockstar fully. Although I think around about the, the GTA 2 mark um, is when Rockstar is kind of properly born once it's, yeah. it's kind of partners up with different kind of publishers and eventually take two. Um, yeah. And this is where, like, um, Leslie Benzie comes in yep. and the Housers come in. Yep. Um, Dan Hauser is the writer of GTA 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Leslie Benzie's, like, the lead on um, Space Station Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Um, which was a 3D game that they developed for N64 yeah. where you were, like, a little microchip yeah. or something like that and you went around and you inhabited lots of different um, kind of farm animals and different ones had different skill sets so you could do different things around the world mm-hmm. um so really you've got these these guys and of course body harvest being um you, you know you're in a truck going around killing kind of aliens yeah. uh, that are coming down very starship troopers yeah <laughs> um okay oh what a wonderful film yeah um again with the with the parody of of everything that goes on in those the paul verhoeven films uh very much taken in um to to grand theft auto and that that kind of style of sense of humor and and uh and satire that they they kind of brand yeah. um yeah you can definitely see where where they were going of course they they combine forces they get lancy benzies on they've got the housers mm-hmm. it's only going to go one way really yep up 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 uppity up 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 <laughs> um but they weren't the first to to do what they did gta 3 wasn't the first 3d game no, but not at all by hell was it one of the best yeah it was indeed um, yeah, going back to uh, GTA. Well, actually, first, uh, first of all, I kind of want to give special mention to GTA London. Yes, two iterations. Yeah, two iterations of it, 1969 and 1961. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, so, I believe 1969 was the expansion pack for the first one, mm-hmm. and 1961 was um it was a second expansion pack that was released as well and i think yeah uh that was the version that was on playstation if i remember right i think the first one or the second one one of them was like pc only it was like a a, almost a mod yeah um so yeah you needed the original gta disc to play uh london and stuff like that but yeah um the reskins of the cars just uh like all the britishisms and stuff like that that they had um like isn't it the jaguar that has the union jack on it like a very austin powers and stuff like that and you get into it and he goes he goes yeah baby (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) yeah so good 
Um, like old PC games. Like I used to love all the like old like expansion packs you used to get for like old PC mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. Like uh, all the stuff would like there was a whole section of Doom. Like uh, the fourth chapter in Doom yeah. was excellent. The fourth chapter of Duke Nukem 3D was an expansion. Um, like uh, some of the best Half Life stuff is like like Blue Shift mm-hmm. and uh, Black Mesa and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like um, that's, that's something like, but like they would come in like the big massive boxes and stuff like that, and you'd have your, either your CDs or your floppy disks and stuff like that. And like it felt like just having a new game and stuff like that, but you needed the original in order to play it. Yeah, oh, it's just totally it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of forget that you had to go out and actually pick up these things physically, um, and actually put it into a machine and install it and kind of know how to do it yeah. and not just push a couple of buttons. Yeah, um, exactly. Which yeah. it does. It, it gives you a little bit more kind of accomplishment and a little bit more um, yeah. of, like you say, it's like a new product and not just, oh, there's a new update today, boop, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, London London was London was good fun. Like, um, I, like a, when I recently pl- replayed the first one, um, mm-hmm. like I have... I bought London as well, but I never got around to like properly playing it. But I just remember like okay. loving it when I first when I first played it, and I, I, I'm just reading up on this. So the expansion pack was uh, was met with mixed reviews, which I think like the first GTA like reviewed okay. It wasn't great. It was it was hyped up. They they did their own. They they hired um like a spin a, a publicity yeah uh, guy um and basically made their own bad press to advertise it Mm. um and most of the headlines were of like oh this game you can kill and drive over people and do all that stuff actually came from their own kind of press people Mm. um so that it would just give all this hype and the game was already like borderline banned by the time it kind of came out um Uh, and of course everybody wanted to play it so it kind of pushed it forward into that i think critically it was it was yeah, it was like you say. It was kind of mixed reviews, yeah. and I think that its own limitations. Yeah, in the opposite way of like Metal Gear Solids. Yeah, um, you know it 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 needed refined. Yeah, it did. Um, it did, which it eventually did get with GTA Three. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, I, I like it. It's like so the expansion pack was uh, met with mixed reviews, but it won the nineteen ninety nine BAFTA Interactive uh, Entertainment Award for sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they had, they had, I mean, they had that kind of stuff nailed pretty close yeah, to the start. Yeah, pretty close to the start. Like in GTA 1 and stuff like that, you had radio and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I think that that kind of, again, stood them in great stead. They just they just knew what to do with it from there. They knew how to, to kind of push forward from there. Yeah. Um, and London kind of really shows, and this, this goes to a theory that I have on Rockstar Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com should you wish to add to this um i think rockstar are better at doing like period pieces than they are doing just open pieces so for example like vice city mm-hmm. or san andreas mm-hmm. being like in a specific kind of time frame and really jumping into that aesthetic and that that uh, kind of culture of the of the time than even gta 5 which is just like quote unquote like present day uh kind of america or los santos as it were um there's something about their their period pieces like gta 2 or gta london um 
they're actually maybe it's not better, but there's something about when they do that 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 captures more people. I think you're right. I do think you're right. And I think it's the fact that like they do like Rockstar do the research and they do Mm -hmm. um they pour their heart and souls into like making it as authentic as possible. So um This is it. Yeah, so like Vice like I said, Vice City San Andreas, um Red Dead, Red Dead Two. Yeah. Um yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would probably agree with you in terms of that. Um, I think the worlds they create with them just seem a bit more like, like larger than life almost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, you have that like sense of grinding it down in the real world and stuff like that that you had with like GTA Four, GTA Five, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Even though like these maps are huge and there's so much stuff you can do and everything like that, but because it's so mm-hmm. close to home, this is it. I think, yeah, definitely. And it's not to say that three, four, or five yeah. um, are lesser in any way, shape, no, or not form. At all. I just think it gives them something, like you say, it just gives them that something that something to research and recreate and yeah. enhance and and make larger than life. Yeah. The, I mean, to, to Sam Harris's quote a few years ago, he's like, I'm so glad we're not working on a, a new GTA just now because we don't know what to parody. Yeah. We, you know, and. Um, the world was doing a, a good enough job at the time of of doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas I think if they made like a nineteen seventies Miami game, a nineteen seventies Vice City, yeah, yeah, then God, they've got so much source material and stuff to pull from. They would, you know, they'd have to start cutting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's. I, I, yeah, I just when I was just going through, I was just thinking to myself, you know what, mm-hmm. the London expansions, Vice City, all of the 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 period pieces, I think there's something about them that they just they just give so much love to that i think stand out even further yeah than than the other ones mm-hmm. no i would agree with you there uh i would love to see them go back to london mm. yeah the only one not on american soil however they they've used london now what would they call it oh um i don't know um gta blighty <laughs> <laughs> i did not expect blighty to come out that's a great one that's so good <laughs> That's so so good. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, um, like ha- having it set in the having it set in the sixties. That'd be that'd be cool. It would be very cool. It would cool, be very it? cool, and uh, like do a proper like um, psychedelic kind of um, like drugs thing and stuff like that. That you can have in the sixties. Like that mm-hmm. would be ace. And like um, oh, just imagine like something like like Love Fist, but the like the Beatles. Oh. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that would be extremely good. Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> get on it. We've, we I mean we've got everything you need. Yeah. We've got all the ideas here. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so uh yeah, I'd love to see them go back to London. That'd be great. Um yeah, so uh is there anything else you want to say about uh GTA 2? Because there's one thing I want to say. Go for it. And that is to do with the uh the gang meters. Yeah, okay. So uh, I can't remember all the names of the gangs that you have in it and stuff. I think Zaibatsu are one of them. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so um, like uh, this is something that carried over into three and I think it became less and less 
as the GTAs went on. Like, I think they did kind of almost bring it back in San Andreas, obviously, with the gang turf wars and everything like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, so the more missions you did for a gang, the other gang, uh, your reputation with them would go up and they'd be like, oh, cool, you're my buddy, I'll protect you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, whereas um, the other gangs that you don't do missions for or you end up killing a lot of them, uh, your respect goes down and any area that they control, you just get fired upon. Ucha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's the it's the same in 3 in terms yeah, when you go- of... Yeah, but like 3 has uh, a linear path in terms of like this is mm-hmm, your start mm-hmm. point and this is your end point. Whereas this one, like you can pick and choose which gang you want to follow. Okay, yeah, which yeah. Which is very, very cool. Um so like in GTA three, like um like you start off like working for the mafia and then uh, mm-hmm. you end up like killing their boss and uh yeah. and you can't go through the mafia controlled area of Portland without getting fired upon by a shotgun. So nah. same with uh like Chinatown with the triads. Yeah, exactly. Like once you, once you start doing the uh the mafia missions where you're like taking out some of the triads and stuff like that, you just can't go through that area without getting like like opened fired on. Yeah. It's 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 a good lesson in a GTA game that do your ambulance missions first yeah. um, in, in that first area because yeah. um, you will never get be able to get back and, and finish some of those collectibles afterwards. So yeah. uh, GTA 3 is a, a very interesting kind of platinum to go for because yeah. it's the easiest place to do all those missions yeah. is at that first kind of um, almost flat kind of area. Yeah, yeah. Is it Portland? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, if you leave that too late, you're you're screwed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. And again, to Michael's kind of point there, that it's it's GTA is really good at just you know changing the map, changing up, you know how you look at it, and and you know there's parts you think, oh god, I've got to go over there, but I'm just going to get totally shot out. Um, yeah. It's it's great. It's just great mm-hmm. bit of of like emergent kind of gameplay as that is the map and the world changes. Yeah. Definitely, uh, I do. I do think that would be a nice like, kind of feature to come back and stuff like that, and maybe have a bit more open mm-hmm. kind of choice with it. Yep, like like they had in GTA too. And um, yeah, I just remember like uh, try to drive through. Like I think I drove through like a whole line of Zaibatsu guys, and like, uh, <laughs> like uh, then they just all ascended on me, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a that's a, a really good shout. Actually, just you've reminded me of some of the 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 kind of bonuses um no wonder it got a bad rap for being uh, violent like if you run down five elvis impersonators yeah you get the elvis has left the building um <laughs> like achievement bonus uh and i think there's the garanga one as oh, well yeah, garanga, um yeah. just this is it, it really it really kind of encouraged mass murder oh. uh in a, <laughs> in a vehicular <laughs> manner oh <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so it did so it did, but I mean, obviously you have like you have Mortal Kombat, you have Doom, you have mm-hmm. um, you have GTA to thank for the um, um, uh, is it the RBS? Yes, RB. One of the we use Peggy here. I oh, we use Peggy here. Yeah. Um, yeah. ESRB. That's it. Yeah. And, that's it. Same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have to thank those games for that. Thank you. I don't think it's become a thing now. Like I think. Um, 
like you never really hear much about like people kicking up fuss about violent video games or anything like that now not so much because um, i think i think like i think i have mentioned this on the podcast in terms of like us being like really desensitized to stuff like that now yeah in terms of like the tv shows that we watch uh the video games that we play mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's just like um i think you get to that stage in your life as well yeah where you are more mature and you know that's like you know it's a video game you know it's a film yeah. you know it's a tv series mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's um it just aids either in whatever kind of storytelling any type of gameplay and stuff like that and uh yeah it's it's not real <laughs> no it's not no. it's really not real <laughs> it's really not um, real yeah it's 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 one of those i think it's they're not new anymore either yeah um and the advancements aren't new anymore no. uh, you know going from you know mario running around hitting blocks to doom killing you know space nazis or whatever yeah um it, that was a huge huge jump and then going from even doom killing space nazis to the likes of a 3d gta where you've got pedestrians and yeah. it's as full realistic really as you're going to get at to the in 2001 yeah um those kind of big leaps in in gaming is just really not there anymore um and we also the flag that like manhunt got as well because yeah yeah you know it was this murder simulator um which is i mean you do worse in you know pokemon go these days kind of idea um (laughs) the way i play the way i play (laughs) i i love uh someone someone like literally described pokemon to me uh and i just was pissing my pants laughing like i I, like i i I like pokemon i grew up with uh pokemon red and stuff like that i watched the anime and everything like that Uh, i like it i like it as a franchise but like it basically it is kids um beating up their pets with their pets for money (laughs) yeah Yeah, basically that's what it is so good (laughs) yeah it's it's like dog fights around the back yeah exactly yeah and uh yeah i I love the fact that nintendo have to say the pokemon have fainted they haven't died even though like even though you hear me like sitting places die die (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is it he's all tuckered out he's all Um, tuckered out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i fight them then they take a nap <laughs> right then gary and i have been down to our local twat cafe and we have checked our inbox to see if you lovely people have sent any emails to grand theft podcast at gmail.com and this week we got an email from your friend of mine mr james erskine Ooh. erskine quite eloquently puts if it happened after San Andreas, it didn't happen. And I thought, well, thank you very much for taking time out your day for that uh, wonderful insight, Erskine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I hit my mic. <laughs> I was just shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, end the podcast now on such a beautiful note. No, but um, yeah. it's it's a really, it's actually a really, really good point um, that um, I think this week's news and, and kind of yeah. the theme of this episode uh, brings in. And that's, there's a lot of people who maybe haven't played Grand Theft Auto since 2004, 2005, yeah. that kind of time, or is still playing uh, those games over and over again. Mm. Um, so really, it, it, I, the first thing I kind of thought to myself was, is this going to bring in like new old players? Is this going to bring in people who now is going to have another chance to play these games with shiny, shiny graphic, graphics and maybe get into the other games afterwards? I mean, do you reckon we're going to get a lot of people kind of coming out of the, the quote-unquote digital woodwork and uh, and picking these games up? Maybe, yeah. Um yeah, I can see that happening. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say on that because that's exactly what I think will probably happen is the fact that like <laughs> yeah. uh, these people are going to experience these games that they've loved from their childhood again and uh, they're going to see them all in a nice shiny new graphics, whatever kind of control scheme that they've picked. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they might be more open to be playing like the likes of GTA 4 and GTA 5. Totally. Or, or even, even if they have like as much fun as they do or there's like some extra thing that they've added into these remakes and stuff like that yeah. they might even try online like well this is the thing we don't know yeah um imagine they came with some online because mm. I, I mean i guess there's an infrastructure there but yeah. um I, I don't or if it comes with if you buy it as a package will it come with gta online now that gta online is its own kind of separate package yeah um, being released separately from the the uh third iteration of the gta 5 trilogy <laughs> um do we think that you know is that a good thing for for gta 6 getting more people kind of hooked in in the online kind of part or uh really it really depends which way they go down with gta 6 Uh, i can Mm -hmm. i can still see them separating it i can see them separating gta 6 and gta online and uh the way that they've done red dead online and red dead um well red dead online and red dead 2 Mm -hmm. and the same way they've done 5 and online as well um i think the way they worked it in um GTA 5 was really cool that you'd Mm -hmm. be doing campaign missions and stuff like that and then you just go down to your online character and it just quickly switches over to online mode which is excellent so I can see them taking that across uh, but I do believe that this should be two separate things I from the the remaster to to online. Oh, uh, like I know for GTA Six, what I mean, just yeah. GTA Six and online. Yeah, GTA Six and online should be two separate things. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. they, they, can, they can be integrated as well as they did with GTA Five, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, they need to have that clear defining line of what that is because people will still go down the single player kind of route, and if GTA yeah. Six has an incredibly powerhouse story, which I'm sure it will, um, yeah, yeah then people will just want to experience that and uh they shouldn't let like online sort of take away from that experience uh, if there was like some kind of like forced online kind of gimmick or something like that that they force into mm-hmm. it so yeah totally I, I i totally agree i think i think the future of gta online is to be I, I, maybe it's just made the way i think about it maybe this is not the the general kind of way of thinking is that gta 5 Oh, sorry, GTA Online is actually the online component of GTA 5. Yeah. I think maybe I just see that because of the, the map's the same at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I do think that GTA Online will become its own entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever happens going forward with GTA 6 is going to obviously confirm or, or deny that. But I, I, I think you're right. I think... Um, definitely having those two things as separate things having your single player you don't have to have the online there but online is a thing yeah. separately you can download uh you don't have to buy the single player yeah kind of like we were talking about like call of duty and, and battlefield yeah you know um kind of separating out what they do about well, completely abandoning one half of what they do but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hope, Rockstar listening, mm-hmm. do not do that. No. Uh, we still want our single-player games. Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. So it'll be really interesting. What do you think the, the reception of younger people who look at um, 
who look at the old games and go, those are old and stinky. <laughs> uh, Do you reckon we'll get a brand new audience for those? Yeah, I think so. Just with a new coat of paint and stuff like that. Like, um, like uh, it's it's the same with um, it's the same with uh, the the Resident Evil Two remake and like the amount of yeah. new players that brought in and stuff like that. Um, like it. A ple- uh, it pleased everyone. It pleased like the kind of new action survival horror kind of fans with the old like classic and everything like that. So, I mm-hmm. think um, I think people will be more willing to try a more up to date, more accessible version of these games uh, yeah. because they should because the trilogy is amazing. Like it is from from start to finish. It's like some of gaming's best achievements. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, and you know we've 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 talked so much about um like milestones in gaming yeah um you know metal gear for its similar cinematics yeah. uh gta3 of course for its open world storytelling yeah. um games like mario 64 just showing that a 3d game yeah, uh, on yeah. open world exploration can actually work yeah. yeah um and there's there's so many different iterations of 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 these little milestones all yeah. the way through gaming um and you're right i think it, it, it's something that stands out so much that trilogy of games are just absolutely fantastic and i think the more people who get their hands on that the better yeah potentially for a couple of reasons one the more people that buy it Mm -hmm. shows that single player gta is still a thing yep it is and still something that we want and need yep and we might get some different remakes yeah if these remakes go down pretty well Mm -hmm. there's a certain game called bully that has been is being rumored for a remaster for as as long as as uh, GTA trilogy has been, so yeah, Bully or Canis Cameron edit in uh, the UK. Yep. yep, because well, they don't want the naughty words. Yeah, no, they don't want Bully. Nope. Yeah, and it was it was a great game. It, it was a great story. It was so cool. It was really cool. And in terms of like like people were like, oh my god, like you're you're actually like bullying kids and stuff like that. You're not. <laughs> no, this, well, it, again, is people who don't play the games. Yeah, uh, exactly kind of presume yeah presuming and stuff like that like you're you're pretty much like defending a lot of people in that game mm-hmm. and being a good guy yep. yeah that's it's kind of the the whole the whole point of it really yeah, yeah. Uh, just redo red dead like with red yes. red dead 2 graphics that'd be lovely um mm-hmm. yeah like um i do th- i do think like um I, th- I do think nostalgia plays such a heavy role and I think we have mentioned this before in terms of like how like we can go back to like the original trilogy of those games and just like still jump into it muscle memory kicks in and you're like you're mm-hmm. back to 2001 playing playing this game yeah, yeah. and um, which I believe like nowadays and stuff like that because we have like advanced so much in gaming and everything like that like um other people like newer players and stuff like that might find it harder to get into these games so something yeah. with a new coat of paint and improved controls and stuff like that like it's always gonna it's always gonna be something great and stuff like that it might even make these games better like that's yeah it's an interesting prospect yeah, I, I i honestly hope it goes the resident evil one remake way of it in terms of like yeah. just taking something uh uh, polishing it to a mirror sheen and just adding a few little things, quality of life kind of mm-hmm. touches and everything like that, but not losing the core experience of those games. No, no, I agree. I think for them to tweak like 
like the car handling too much no would it, be it needs it needs to feel snappy it needs to feel arcadey it needs to feel as close to five as possible i yeah. think if these are going to be what we expect them to be um yeah and like you say like almost blue point uh remakes uh remakes yeah, yeah. um and not especially using the unreal engine and not just ground up yeah. i mean if they were going to be complete overhauls um then sure, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that would be a completely different situation. Yeah. But if it's going to be a nostalgia trip, that you know what, I'll take, I'll, I'll pay sixty bucks for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's face it, always gonna. Oh yeah. Um, then for those those players like like Erskine, mm-hmm. um, I, you know it's probably going to get him to purchase it in some way, yeah, shape, or form. Definitely. Um, and he'll sit there and play them again, mm-hmm. uh, even though he's probably not touched the game for absolute years yeah. since I went round to his and he was constantly playing Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> nice. He absolutely loved that game. Such a good game. So, so, ahead, it is great. so ahead of his time. It was, it was. Um, even though Stinky Raiden was in it. You like Raiden, don't you? I quite like Raiden. <laughs> ah, he's not bad. Uh, like, he got better... Uh, through to he was a badass in four and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is a fun ass game. <laughs> it is a silly, silly fun oh, game. It's a yeah, I'll give silly you silly fun game, but it's, oh yeah, I just enjoyed everything about that, and it, mainly just because like it was Platinum Games just flexing their muscles and just been given the Metal Gear license to just go nuts with it, and it's like yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and it was far away enough from the rest of the timeline and stuff like that that they could do whatever the hell they wanted and it just didn't affect anything yeah. else. It was so good. Totally. Yeah. I would take a remake of four. We're going back in time into the, oh, the uh, Metal Gear podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear podcast. Yeah, apologies. Uh, just a little yeah. crossover from that one there. Love it. We'll love um, it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I just can't get over getting catfished by, by Red. Oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was I, uh, um, uh, uh, that was amazing. Like that was unbelievable. That, uh, but they could only do it back in two thousand and one. Like mm-hmm, they could because mm-hmm. the internet would yeah, have spoiled. It. Yeah, the internet would have spoiled the hell out of it. There's so many people just looking for leaks, rumors, spoilers, and stuff like that. Like we do that with GTA and stuff like that. This is how we. That's why we're yeah, here. That's why we get our content. And uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, like. That was masterful, absolutely masterful. Leaving Raiden out of all the marketing material, all the reviews mm-hmm. and everything like that. I remember picking up the official PlayStation magazine review uh, of it and stuff like that. And they were saying, yeah, 10 out of 10. This is an amazing game, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they didn't even mention Raiden at all. Yeah. And then after the first couple of hours, you're playing as Raiden. And you're like, totally. what the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, totally. What the hell? And I totally understand why you did it. <laughs> totally understand. Yeah. 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 Do you think that's why um, uh, Rockstar Dundee's taking this? A little small team. Nobody really knows they exist. Do you reckon there's something in there that uh, that we want, we, we're not going to get to see? Or uh, No, no. Like, um, I imagine that these games are just they're going to be faithful recreations of what what came mm-hmm. before and everything we love all the missions and stuff like that there might be extra content added which would be nice and stuff like that yep. but they will never hopefully they will not take anything out which um yeah which was my biggest gripe with the resident evil 3 remake because as great as that game was and a great remake mm-hmm. and a nice reimagining of what Resident Evil 3 was, they cut out a lot of stuff 
in terms of like locations that you wanted to see a couple of boss fights and stuff like that that the original had yeah and um yeah it was just like uh, like they turned the game over like uh two and three were developed at the same time and they turned it over like it was a year after two and they they managed to like pull this game out and stuff like that so what they managed to do was excellent it was just like Mm -hmm. it was just over way too quickly (laughs) yeah that's harsh yeah, it'd be it'd be rubbish if you just got all the way to the third island and then yeah, it was just the credits roll and you don't get to see yeah. the Catalina boss fight. Yeah, paid DLC. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. No, 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 no. That's our worst idea. No, that's our worst idea. Don't take that one. We're drunk. Go home. <laughs> we are. Yeah, absolutely. We're drunk, and we're ending now. No. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much once again for tuning in. Um, we're going to repeat it until the, the day we stopped in this podcast, yeah. but thank you very much for every single download, every like, every retweet, every repost, everything that you guys do for us is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. So thank you very much. And again, mm-hmm. thank you very much, Gary, for joining yeah, us this week. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, anytime. Yeah. And remember, while other podcasts are in school, we're calling random phone booths and just hoping that you'll pick up. Until next week... Keep it six stars. And I'll be spinning around doing the Superman theme tune. It's going to haunt me tonight. <laughs> uh...